everyone, and welcome to Powering Experiences, brought to you by Samsung Semiconductor Inc., a podcast where we sit down with leaders in the field of semiconductor memory, storage, processors, sensors, and everything in between to take a closer look at the intersection of advanced technology and everyday life. I'm your host, Nick Stoll, and we're here today with Kevin Yee. Kevin is our Director of IP and Ecosystem Marketing. He's been with us at Samsung since 2019 and has worked in business development and marketing within the world of tech for many years now. With all his knowledge about how we measure success in the technology and development space, we will be talking about Moore's Law and more specifically, how we're shifting towards the idea that there's more than more that we can use to measure and define technological progress. So, Kevin. I'm sure a lot of people already know what Moore's Law is, but if maybe they don't, can you give us a brief description of it? So I think that's a great question. And and I think that assumption is probably wrong. So let me swap swap it on you a little bit. What's your understanding of Moore's Law right now? What do you think it is? So from what my understanding is, uh, you know, partially backed by, by, uh, I, I discussed it in one of my college classes last semester, is that Moore's Law is the idea that Every two years, you know, eighteen months ish, um, the number of—I uh, think I'm using the right word here—transistors uh, in a, a piece of technology kind of doubles, and, and that keeps doubling uh, as we go through time. What's my uh, what's my grade on that, Kevin? <laughs> uh, I would say that's probably in line with what a lot of people think. Um, just to give you a little bit of background, Moore's Law came from um, Gordon Ma- Ma- uh, Moore, Intel, back in 65. And basically, well, he didn't come out here thinking that, oh, I'm going to define a, a law out there. He made an observation, primarily against uh, uh, semiconductors and, and computer chips, that the number of transistors doubles about every year, every two years, the number of transistors doubles, uh, meaning uh, in the given size, you get twice as much transistors. And at the same time, they're, they're saying that in that, um, you're getting improved performance and lower cost. Okay. So essentially what that came out with is he just made a basic observation about manufacturing, which started to end up being a prediction about how things are going to happen, which transition, transitioned into a truism. And they became Moore's Law. And what it now is, is it's almost a uh, benchmark or a roadmap on how we're supposed to do things. So from, from Moore's Law, it's really about semiconductors and how do we get smaller, faster, and cheaper is essentially the, the key points to Moore's Law is because we get twice as many transistors, we're growing, we're getting a lot more functionality in the same amount of space which is giving us better performance and should be giving us lower cost over time as well. So if I'm tracking correctly, kind of what you're saying is it was an observation and now it's, it's more than just an observation and it's become a roadmap that's kind of, you know, been defining progress and and kind of like that. And so how exactly is that idea taken and and used to measure um, that tech progress? Well, it's exactly that. It's become a standard to reach. And what it is, is um, a lot of it has to do with scalability. Okay. So the whole idea with Moore's law is this transistor just didn't happen. It, it comes with a scalability. 
And what you see is uh, the impact on the semiconductor industry is really because of Moore's law. You saw the transition from from back then when he first saw it with MOSFETs to high K to what we primarily do today is FinFET. And then migrating to the next one, which everyone's talking about, which is gate all around. And these are all things that uh, uh, Samsung has been driving for quite a bit. You know, we were one of the first with high K, high K metal gate. We were one of the first with FinFET. And we were the first to announce with three nanometer gate all around. And with those technologies, as the technology continue to progress, we've been able to continue that scale to what Moore's law is. is we've we scaled down from, you know, the, the 90 to the 65 to the 28 nanometers uh, to the 16 nanometers. And now we're at five nanometers, four nanometers and moving to three nanometers in terms of semiconductors. And in the end, that's because uh, ideally we're supposed to be getting a better product at a cheaper cost, right? So what are the end consumers, you know, getting from us applying Moore's Law to development? Well, with exactly that, Moore's Law, what it gives you is, is if I can build a semiconductor... So first, let's start back with the semiconductor chip impacts a lot of different industries. Most obvious is consumers that we're familiar with, you know, consumer electronics, our computers, our laptops, our desktops. Uh, our mobile phones, okay? But then it jumps into other industries that, that is over the last few decades have jumped into is not just the compute, but in transportation, in health, in energy, uh, all of our data centers, the whole internet is driven on on computer chips right now, okay? So, so the ability to get smaller, get cheaper and get faster brings value to all of these industries. You know, so we, we think about the first uh, desktop computer when Gordon Moore first started this, you know, you had these gigantic desktops that could barely do anything, disk drives that were, you know, in the megabytes. And now we're talking about laptops and mobile phones in the terabytes. Uh, it's much smaller. It's much more powerful. That's what you get from for the consumers. That's what you get for society is you're getting products in the course of the last, you know, 25 to 50 years, you've seen how electronics have progressed so much in your consumer products, but also in your car, in your home, you know, things like uh, Alexa in the house. Uh, All of this is because we've been able to scale, we've been able to put more processing power, more memory in a smaller amount of space. And can you remind me again, how long has the industry kind of been using this benchmark? Well, more made the observation in 1965. So it's been almost half a decade, you know, from, from that observation to become a law, you know, we've been kind of using that, that guidelines for, for nearly half a, a century. And what you've noticed is that now there's a kind of shift where we're adding on to the concept of Moore's law to kind of redefine the way we look at progress with other parameters and other benchmarks. Could you kind of go into detail about some of those? Yeah. So, so Moore's law has been driving the semiconductor industry for decades, and and all of the companies. And you, you go to any conference, and, and there's always talk about Moore's law. You know, is it going up? Is it going down? Is it steady? Um, and, and I guess those are all legit questions for the fact that Moore's law has been guiding the semiconductor industry for so long. It has been the roadmap and the benchmark. Uh, eventually uh, is going to run out of steam because a lot of it has to do with scaling. 
And if you, if you think about it, there's just plain physical limitations, you know, um, an atom is somewhere between 0.1 and 0.5 nanometers. Today, our semiconductors are at three nanometers and there's always talk about two nanometers and one nanometers. Beyond that, you're getting less than an atom. You can't really shrink it much more. Um, but I, I think the bigger question that you have to think about is the whole idea of Moore's law is not so much that the actual law that says you're going to double transistors in a given area. I think the whole concept is about innovation and the ability to, to really continue to push the things that we do. And I think that that's the essence behind Moore's law, that we need to continue to, to drive innovation, to get more functionality, to get more performance to a lower cost. Uh, to help society. So how are we driving that innovation now without just doubling? You know, with um, I know here at Samsung, we have our vertical NAND, which, you know, we're doing stacking and like 3D stuff like that. And um, what are some other examples? And also talk about our stacking a bit, if you could. Yeah. And I think you hit it on the head. There's uh, out of Moore's law, there's been a couple of new terms that have, have cropped up over the years. Uh, one is is that people are talking about the next step is called uh, more and more. And the concept of more and more is um, a lot of Moore's law is about um, building out um, and, and horizontally, you know, just growing out and, and putting more logic in a given area, right? Horizontally. More and more is about building up. And that's the stacking is 3D. It's that whole technology of uh, I'm just not going to build a single story anymore. I'm building a double story or a triple story. Okay. And then there's a third one that is called more than more. And that's a combination of different things that I'm not just going to build up, but I'm going to do what they call heterogeneous integration. Meaning a lot of Moore's law was talking about digital logic. Now I'm just going to integrate a lot of different types of electronics and a new and uh, a good analogy to understand the three concepts of moore's law more more and more than more is think about a house okay i build a house and and i have so much square footage and i put as much into it as possible and i have as many rooms as i can that's moore's law and i try to put more rooms in each time more than more says i have a given area and i'm in the city and i can't go out anymore i can't build around it anymore so i build up and that's my skyscrapers, you know? I, I have apartment buildings now. So now in the same footprint, I can hold a lot more people, okay? More than more would be the concept of, okay, instead of just building up with more people in there, I'm gonna do a, a multifunction complex where it's not just living space, but retail space, uh, workspace. So that's the heterogeneous integration, you know? Um, so that to me is maybe a good analogy of, Moore's law versus more than more versus uh, more and more. Sticking with kind of the, the building analogy here, what are um, kind of the problems that your, your teams are, or just the industry in general are running into uh, it, kind of zoning laws, if you will, where you can't build so high or you can't build things in certain places and it's not fitting. Like what are some of those issues, you know, people are running into nowadays? Well, to your point is the analogy is, you know, more and more is about building up 3D. So just like building a place, it takes different tools. It takes different technology. Um, you know, you're building on top of each other right now. 
So, you know, just like building a house, you have to worry about different structures and how you build it. When you build up, can you support the weight? How do you connect your plumbing up there and stuff like that? Same thing with semiconductors. As I go to more and more, which is 3D, I'm building up. So it takes different technology to do that. So, so to maintain that, that concept of Moore's law and, and continue to exponentially grow and innovate, um, we've done that. And that's been proven. Uh, within Samsung, Samsung memory is a good example of that. 3D memory. We've been doing stacking on memory. Um, and we've shown that in a given footprint, you can put significantly more memory in the same space. So we're at a point today where this, this concept of more and more has has been proven as being used today. Uh, and and um, Samsung's memory is, is an example of that. With the more than more, the other thing is I'm building up, but I'm also continuing to build out and I'm mixing different things. So that brings a different complication is how do I integrate a retail place and a living place as well as a commercial place all together in one? You know, uh, you have noise issues, you have environmental issues. Same thing in building a semiconductor. And that is actually what people are starting to, to do right now. Today, a lot of our large companies have done heterogeneous integration. A lot of the larger companies have done that. And a concept associated with this is chiplets. And so people will take uh, uh, an RF piece of die and integrate it with a compute piece of die and put it together, or an IO piece of die and put it together. Um, and what we're doing in the industry right now is to try to make it more readily available to both large companies as well as small companies. What we call it, democratize it a little bit more, make it readily available. And it's been proven that we can get a lot more density there as well as put a lot more functionality and to target very specific applications uh, to give you a better solution. That's all, you know, it, it's great to hear. Um, but kind of something you mentioned earlier is that in the end, a lot of this is driven by customer demand, whether that's another company uh, or it's an individual retail consumer. And so in what ways does this new approach to um, development maybe change the way um, consumers are going to be able to receive their end product? And you know, does it help them? Does it hurt them? Price changes, kind of things like that. The whole concept of Moore's law is is targeted toward the semiconductor. So to answer your question is is as I kind of started out is from my perspective, the semiconductor industry is driven by how do I get smaller, how do I get faster, and how do I get cheaper? Okay, all of those things drives to value for the end consumer. Okay, um, the ability to to put more functionality, more features, more value into a smaller piece of die. Die size will generally dictate your price. So if I can put more into that, it's better. And what it does is it allows uh, engineers today uh, to be more flexible or creative in terms of what they put into that function because I'm giving them, I'm enabling them to put more functionality into a given space. Uh, think of it this way is your cell phone is only so big. You only have so much room to put things in there. If I can find a way to put more functionality in the given space, then there's just more value to you as a consumer. Well, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate all of your insights. Uh, is there anything, any last you know, topic or a point you want to make about Moore's Law and this more than more concept 
that you would like to leave me and uh, our listeners with before you go? Yeah, I, I think the point is, is uh, as, as an industry, I think we can't get too caught up in the, um, the logistics of what Moore's Law is, but the essence of what Moore's Law represents. The whole concept that as, as we started, Moore's Law came as just an observation. Okay. And it led to setting up a standard for all the industry right now to drive toward. And I think that standard doesn't change. Okay. What we have to do is uh, become more flexible in terms of how we interpret it. Uh, innovation is not slowing down. If anything, it's accelerating. Um, uh, you know, things are moving even faster now. Just in the last few years, we see how quickly things have changed in terms of the electronics industry. Uh, the concept of Moore's Law, I think, going from, from the traditional definition of it to more and more going through vertical integration, through stacking, through 3D, and now moving into heterogeneous integration is all in the essence of Moore's Law. It just shows that okay, we're going to continue to pack more features, more functions, more value uh, into our computer chips. Uh, for different applications. And what I think we're seeing is we're seeing more specific applications as well. You're seeing this moving into uh, automotive. You know, 15 years ago, you had almost no electronics in your car. You know, now we're talking about when our car is going to drive us around versus us driving the car. You know, uh, who would have thought 10 years ago that you're going to have uh, these smart speakers that, you know, Instead of having to walk in internal lights or tell you the temperature or access anything, you just say, oh, Alexa or Google, you know, what's the temperature outside? I think that's all the innovation that we're seeing. And, and you're seeing things are only accelerating. And I, I think a lot of that is still due to Moore's Law. So, yes, there's a lot of talk about is Moore's Law slowing down? By technical definition, probably, but by by... The essence of what, what Moore's law is about continue to grow and to put more and function in there. I don't see that happening at all. Uh, that was an excellent last point. You've been listening to Powering Experiences from Samsung Semiconductor Inc. I'd like to thank my guest, Kevin Yee, for spending time with us today. This show's executive producer has been Melanie Nelson. Producers include Lisa Warren Plungy and Danny Pugh, with creative direction from Andrea Karim. Until next time. I'm your host, Nick Stoll. I hope you learned something today.